Hey, Contemporary Controversy podcast fans. Uh, so glad to have you join. I just want to give you a heads up. Uh, this is actually going to be a two-part podcast uh, with my friend Jared. Uh, we look forward to having you listen to this and to hear feedback. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Contemporary Controversy podcast. My name is Chad, and I am your host. And on today's show, I have a very special guest with me. His name is Jared Armstrong. Would you like to introduce yourself, Jared? Well, first off, I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. Dude, yeah. And I get a beautiful view for the next couple minutes of yes, looking at your let's face. Go. <laughs> well, I'm Jared Armstrong. Been a good friend of Chad for about two years now. And so currently what I'm doing, I've I'm an office manager at one of the clinics here in Abilene. Besides the point, that's uh, just a little backstory about me just a tiny bit dude let's go that's awesome go. well welcome to the podcast super excited to have you join us and to uh give us uh just an opportunity to discuss uh some topics with you so i know that you and i have talked about this in the past about uh just how friendships can influence your life and your walk with the lord mm-hmm. um and actually you and i both have kind of a cool testimony behind how the Lord has worked in our in our own lives and um, just his faithfulness and providence for the both of us in bringing us uh, together in a friendship. And so I think one of the things that we kind of want to talk about on this podcast is just talking about like what like what has been your experience personally, just like within friendships and relationships in general. Yeah. And do you feel like there's any I mean biblical backing i guess behind this like idea of because this is open to like guys and girls listening to this it's it's meant to really just encourage others around us to encourage and show that community is so important and in brotherhood and sisterhood is so empowering within your walk with the lord can you just kind of expound on how has that benefited you and um, if you want to share any of our story, you know, you can dive right into that as well. Yeah. So I'll kind of give you a little bit of background on my personal friendships, especially throughout college and throughout most of my life, but mainly in college. So I know I've told you this plenty of times before, but I was definitely, and it's changed now, but I was definitely a quantity over quality type mm. person. So in high school, I had a lot of friends. I had a a good amount of quality friends. Transitioning to college, I almost wanted to replicate that. But I just had a lot of friends. But there was no substance. It was just knowing a lot of people. Yeah. And I guess seeing the change now that I've graduated, I've been through grad school, and now I'm in the workforce, I've been able to see the the change, the two different styles, the quality and then the quantity side. Um, if you want, I, I can go into kind of some of those if that's if that's okay yeah. And also, I think one of the things that you may want to touch on too is just um, your experience with maybe even like a, a sense of maybe finding identity in those friendships. Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you talked about like the quantity, and I know at one point you had Instagram, and yeah. you know that was one thing you were you talked about uh, just like having followers yeah. and 
I feel like that could play into this conversation Definitely. because like that there's a, there's a sense in like being well known, mm-hmm. and we as humans we want to be known. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. Yeah. No, there's a lot. There's a lot there to unpack. Um, so a great place to start what you're saying with Instagram. It was something that I struggled with most of my time in college, and it was that follow to following ratio. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be that guy that people wanted to follow, but I wasn't necessarily giving it. It was just a, a status. Yeah. It was all about status. It was all about looks. Um, and there's something deeper there, which maybe we can get into later down the road. I don't want to deviate too much. Yeah. But definitely to give you some background on my personality, I'm a people pleaser. I am what they call an achiever, a number three. Um, on the Enneagram, right? On the Enneagram, yeah, yeah. So I'm a number three. And it's basically, I care so much about what people think of me. So if you keep that in the back of your mind, what I tell you next kind of like makes sense. And hopefully it relates to people out there listening. But I almost found my value. Well, I didn't almost. I found my value in that. People would affirm me. And, you know, I had all these friends, but no substance. So I had all these people oh man, I love Jared. He's an awesome guy. Oh, this, this, this. And that makes you feel good. And it made me feel good. But what it doesn't do is give you any sort of value or growth. It basically tells you that the place you're in right now is a great place and everyone's affirming you. And along with that, it's gone in an instant. So somebody would say, dude, Jared's an awesome guy. I love him. I'd feel that rush of adrenaline and just be like, woohoo, yes, that's amazing. But then it would quickly go away, so quickly, to where I'd search for the next, okay, what's the next connection I can make that someone says I'm a great guy, you know? So, long story short, um, with, with it, you know, having all these friends, having all these connections, I just realized I was so empty, man. And throughout all of my college career, and this is where you come into play, Chad, throughout all of my college career, I was praying pretty much most, 100% of my prayer at the time was, Lord, I want a best friend here in college. I had a best friend in high school, and I felt like I never was able to replicate that or come even close. And sure as heck, my friendships in college, this vast amount wasn't satisfying me. And I realized something was missing. Now and that's kind of where you come in. Yeah, I mean, I kind of have a question on that. Though. Yeah, I yeah. mean, because you t- you're talking about college and then kind of up till now. I mean, mm. yeah. What would you say, like pre-college, like you growing up, like did you make friendships easily? Was that mm. something you even thought about? Um, do you feel like? Um, do you ever feel like you've been? I mean, because you said you're a people pleaser by yeah. nature. Do you feel like you were easily influenced um, to start friendships in um, growing up elementary, middle school, and everything else? Mm-hmm. And did you even think, like, did it even cross your mind that, like, the friendships you have around you matter? Mm. That's a great question. So, first off, I'll let you know my dad was in the military. Yeah. So, he was in the Air Force. So, we moved almost every four years. To me... Um, I had a lot of friends, mainly like playing with neighbors and friends I would meet through some sort of like program we did because I was homeschooled. So if we had some kind of like learning program, I'd find friends in yeah. in through 
throughout that, those areas. Um, wow, that's a, that's a deep question. It's something I, I haven't, honestly, I haven't really thought about. Now's the time. Now's the time. <laughs> that you're exactly right. Um, definitely, I've always been a very easily influenced person. Yeah. And I think that comes from my wanting to please people and just naturally want people to have a good thing to say about me. So if you go down that path in life, you're going to realize that a lot of what you do comes from you wanting to please people that way they say you're, hey, I like that yeah, guy. Yeah. He agreed with what I said. We have a lot, of thing, a lot of things in common. But with that comes almost almost you're giving up a part of yourself because you're not being vocal about the things you believe in. Kind of a tangent. But, yeah. Um, yeah, with that, so growing up, you know, moving around, I guess I had a good amount of friends. I never really thought about it as a kid, but definitely when I hit high school and I kind of, because, you know, being homeschooled all your life, these things don't really affect you. But right when I hit high school and I started actually going to uh, school. You went from, you moved from Nebraska down to Midland. Down to Midland, Back, yes. When was this? Uh, 2010. Okay. Yeah, because it was 2010 and I graduated 2014. Okay. So this is 2010. And then it just kind of like clicked when I, I realized how unpopular I was how I had, didn't have a lot of social cues, you know, just a lot of things yeah. you don't develop. You know, I wasn't terrible, but I just noticed I wasn't really there. Yeah. And then I can kind of tell you to not go off too far, but um, I really do think, and after, I think, believe my sophomore year, I, I used to, I was nerdy. So I had braces, I had the full getup, I had glasses, and I had, you know, Bieber hair. I just wasn't a very, like, oh, I want to be friends with this guy. I would have been friends yeah. with you. Oh, love yeah. you. See, this is why we're great friends. That's, <laughs> that's how it works. But, you know, it didn't happen until about the end of my sophomore year. I got rid of the braces. I wore contacts. Now, for context, you're talking about high school, correct? This is high school, okay. yes. This is all high school. That shift, honestly, with the way that I was looking, Right off the bat, I got way more affirmation and friends. And I noticed more people wanted to be friends with me. More people were talking with me and engaging with me. So picture this. A nerdy kid growing up most of his life without friends, homeschooled, moving around. Then to all of a sudden, one year in high school, things change and everybody wants to be your friend. Yeah. It's, it's something I never experienced and it was like a flood hit me confidence yeah confidence and a flood hit me and it kind of changed my personality in a lot of ways but I noticed I clung to it and that's why I found a lot of my affirmation in friends was because I never really had it I didn't realize I didn't have it and then out of nowhere it was like boom a huge wave of these people just wanting to be my friends or being nice to me wanting to talk to me um, so to unpack all of that, I really think that's where a lot of it stems from, that, yeah. that instant there. Well, and I, I think that you and I both can probably attest to this, is you, um, I think that you can adapt, your your personality adapts mm. to different environments, yeah. and I would imagine you probably experienced that growing up, and maybe even some in high school to where 
like each place you go or maybe each friend group you go, it's like a different personality we carry into that. It's like carrying the same values and mm-hmm. the same person. But sometimes it's easy to translate that into let's just adapt to what that friend group is. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, this friend group's a little more loud and and ambiguous and then this other one's like more low key and stuff like that. And so I think that that's um there's nothing wrong with that because I do think you have to adapt to different mm-hmm. friendship. I mean, like, if you're hanging out with a friend that's more low key, I mean, your high energy may kind of throw him off. Mm-hmm. So I think you do have to adapt to a certain point, but at the same time, you don't want to adapt in the sense of like you're becoming a completely different person. Yes, you're hitting the nail right on the head. And I think that's where the switch began. Now, obviously, I'm not perfect, and I haven't made Wait, it to what? the top. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay, Bro, to clarify to everybody, that. <laughs> yeah. clarify everybody out there, I'm not perfect. Just so you know, no, just kidding. I uh, am not. Chad <laughs> is, but I'm not. Um, but it's a dangerous game. It's playing with fire. Um, and while I do think it has its moments where it is important to be able to adapt, because there's just certain situations um, that we could get into where that has actually really helped, you know, actually ministering to people. Yeah. But then there's other instances, probably more often than not, where I'm easily swayed and I'm easily uh, influenced yeah. by other people. And that's, you're exactly right. I, I'm, they call it a social chameleon, yeah. where it's kind of like, you really don't have values. You just kind of mirror what other people do. Yeah. Which, if you're if you're in that place, it's a scary place to be. Yeah. yeah. And I've been in there, and it's terrifying. Yeah. It really is. Um, I'm curious. What are some of your thoughts on that? Like growing up, what what was some of your friend groups? Kind of like what I was saying with it. How yeah. were you with friends? I Man, guess. so growing up in elementary and middle school and high school, I honestly struggled a lot with making friends. And mm. I saw myself as somewhat of a misfit. And mm. I felt like I didn't fit in with the crowd because I was very shy. And my parents moved around a lot. And so we never really stayed in one town. And I wasn't a military kid, but... Mm life circumstances and whatnot just kind of let us moving from place to place. And so for me, being a shy kid, you become very insecure and you want to feel loved in whatever possible way you can. And so growing up, I was kind of, I guess, that social chameleon. And I would try to find different avenues. For me, it was like trying to find my identity and just like, a woman approving me um and sometimes like just friendships in general but if i could receive that affirmation from that then it would, it would make me feel loved and wanted now i think for my friendships i think for me growing up like i was always very intentional with my friendships especially you know especially i would say middle school uh i remember making a lot of the initiations and like trying to hang out with people. And I noticed that I wasn't receiving a whole lot of feedback on that. Like it was always kind of like I was embodying myself to a lot of places, but I was very intentional in doing it because like there were certain people that I clung to 
And specifically, one person that comes to my mind is a friend of mine named Vince. When I lived in Kerrville, he was one that reached out to me and just like accepted me for who I was. But during that, like I was very clingy to him. I was like, man, this is somebody who makes me feel valued. Like I need to cling to this friendship. And but because of that clinginess, like now looking back, it was a very unhealthy clinging mm-hmm. because I was very codependent. Because I think codependent can be used in a negative connotation, oftentimes just like with uh, relationships. Mm-hmm. In most contexts, it probably is that. But I think codependency ties into friendships as well, and just like in relationships across the board. So with Vince, I was very clingy and needy, like of just like feeling loved Mm -hmm. but because of that persistence and because of that intentional um looking in the intentional way of like looking at friendships um and wanting that quality time because for me my love language is like quality time and um words of affirmation okay and so those are my love languages and so like for me that's how i found it so because of that now we've been friends for 15 16 years because of persistent and it wasn't until high school that i met a friend of mine named nathan and he was like my first best friend and you know he was one that reached out to me i'd reach out to him and all that so friends for me never came easily um i which is exhausting to some extent yeah. because like you were talking about finding your identity and other people and for me that's been a lot of my life and honestly I would say within the past couple of years or so I've had to learn how to not put so much expectations on friendships because while friendships are good they also can have uh, somewhat of a negativity to it because you put so much of your investment and emotional energy into them and so um, I'd say now I'm in a better spot than I was a couple years ago um, to where I'm very careful on friendships that I choose and also the emotional energy that I invest into it. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. No, that does. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's sort of the background. No, that's great. Yeah. So I'd say, I honestly, I kind of think it'd be really cool to talk about um, just how you and I met. But before we do that, I would like just to take a little quick break. And I, you know, we can talk about it really from your perspective and then I'll chime in as well. Mm -hmm. But just to give the people a backstory, so... My first encounter with Jared was when he was a junior in high school, I believe it was. I think he was a junior in high school. That sounds right. And I was uh, early 20s, I believe, and I was helping lead a D-Now. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's a disciple now. It's basically a weekend getaway for uh, students to just go and worship and hear preaching and all this stuff. And so, uh, Jared, he was a junior. I was in my early 20s. I was a leader of his group. And anyways, 
Jared was in that group with me. And I remember, as I was leading that group, I remember always kind of loving who Jared was, like loving his personality and thinking, man, because he was like, he was a cool guy. Like, I mean, he, like, I looked at him, I was like, man, this guy's so cool. And my sister was actually friends with him during that time. And so we had a pretty good connection. Like, I felt like we bonded then. And in fact, like, we had good memories of driving down the road and just stopping mid traffic and just doing a Chinese fire drill. And so memories like that. Anyways, so that was where Jared and I like first met. And over the years, I had always tried to make it a tip because given that I'm a little more intentional with my friendships, I always made it a point to get in contact with you and to be like, man, I, I got to text them or back when we played cops and robbers, you know, I'll hang out with them. And so that's kind of where it all started. Now, where it kind of faded off was Jared went off to school. Um, college. He went off to college. Yeah. What year was that? 2014. 2014. So I graduated 2014. So I was still in Midland when he went off to college. Mm-hmm. And for, honestly, it might have been for a couple years, if we did talk to each other, it was it was very... It was very minimal. Um, it was probably a handful of times, if that. And so during that time, uh, I was working in plumbing. He was in college. And so we just kind of were doing our own separate path. And I, I specifically remember a time where Jad texted me. He's like, hey, um, let's meet up. Like, let's let's get together. This is 2016. 2016. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you texted summer of me, 2016. Summer 2016, yeah. You texted me, hey, let's let's get some coffee, and we, and I remember seeing the text, and I've always really respected Chad and really looked up to him, but in that time in my life, I was so caught up in friends and definitely in a bad place where I was getting very influenced by friends who were not in the good a good mindset, not walking with Christ. And I remember Chad texting me, and what's funny is when you have been so swayed away from Christianity, well, I would consider myself still a Christian, but I wasn't walking daily with Christ, and I was following, you know, I had two two masters. Yeah. When you find yourself in that place, when a godly person wants to interact with you, I really do feel like there is something from the enemy yeah. that really just puts a terrible taste in your mouth. Yeah. And I remember Chad texting me, always love Chad, always those memories you were talking about makes me smile because I do, I cherish those memories as well. And I remember you texted me and I was in such a bad place that I really do feel like the enemy was saying like, no, that I don't hang out with Chad. No, oh, that yeah. is a different time in your life. Go do something else. This is your day. Were you praying for a friend during that time? Yeah. I mean, that was all throughout college that I was praying for a friend, like the best friend. Okay. Great, great point. Yeah. Um, But it's just so crazy what the enemy does in those instances. When you are focused solely on yourself and not focused on what God has for you, the things of God really will put a bad taste Mm. in your mouth. And you will want to run away and be like, 
oh, no. So just all, all that to say, you texted me. And I remember I was in such a bad place. I was like, I don't want to see Chad. I don't want to see him. This is my day. I don't want to do that. And I remember we had a conversation. And, um, you know, this is when I was drinking and stuff, hanging out with friends and um, just having more like, no, I was never in a bad mm-hmm. place, you know, getting drunk, all that. But, you know, it was drinking. And we, I remember us having a conversation about it. And you challenged me. And I didn't take it well. Because when you're in that place, you don't want to be challenged. Yeah. And I remember you just being like, Jared, well, I don't know if that's right. And I was, after that, I remember us going our separate ways. And in my mind, and you, and you I would love to hear yeah. what you thought. In my mind, I was thinking, so long, Chad. Like, for real. It's kind of sad to think about, but Bro, like, yeah. this is the last time. Like, I just knew it in me. I was like, he's going this way, I'm going that way. Yeah. I think we're on separate paths. See you, Chad. Sad to see Dude, that. yeah, it's so crazy because um, during that time, I was, I was kind of in a bad spot as well and very insecure mm-hmm. and um, dealing with a lot of my own things. It was my first year at Criswell. And so I was kind of navigating that and I was trying to find my identity in a lot of places. And so I was looking forward to meeting up with you. And then when we met, I don't, I honestly remember just like catching up on like, you know, things that have changed since we last met. And I was kind of like, what, you know, like, and it was, it was kind of awkward because it had been a while. And I was also like struggling with like, do I play his mentor? Like I, I was his youth leader one time or like, do I be his friend? Like, which one is it? And so I don't remember all the details. You might remember more than I do. Um, but, um, I probably, I think I do remember probably asking you intentional questions like that, given kind of my, um, my typical go-to for, uh, relationships that I've been away from for a while. But yeah, I remember the exact same thing. I drove off and I, I think I remember, I may have prayed for you before I left and I basically told you, listen, man, if anything ever comes up, like you have my number, like please feel free to reach out to me. And I think I remember um, hearing that and, or I told him that and I thought, this, like, this isn't going to happen. Like, yeah. I, I'm probably not going to hear from him anymore. And then two years uh, passed by, and it was in 2018 um, to where I think it was, let's see, I want to say it was, like, maybe around, like, April of 2018. I remember I just downloaded this app called Marco Polo, and I remember, like, seeing a bunch of friends like on there and I know Jared is saying the same thing like Marco Polo apparently was like really big at one point and if you don't know what Marco Polo is it's basically a video texting app you can send long video messages back and forth and respond at your own timing and so I saw that Jared was on there and I was like man what the heck like I haven't talked to this dude in a couple years so I sent him a um, a video message, just like joking around. I was like, "Just, I, dude, I don't even remember what I said." I it, honestly feel it was just like some stupid, like, "Bro," because there's like voice changers. And that's like, what it Bro, was. you want to fight? Yeah, and it was Anyways, like a deep voice. Yeah, so it was yeah. like a goofy thing that we were doing back and forth, and we went back and forth a couple times, and then it just stopped. 
So then, a couple months go by, and I'm like, well, Jared hasn't responded. And this is where your consistency as yeah. a friend comes into play, honestly. So, I haven't heard from Jared in a couple months. I reached out to him. We were just joking around. And I sent him a message like, bro, you avoided me? You scared to talk whatever? And then we kind of joked around back and forth. And then there was this sense of like vulnerability to where I was like, man, I haven't talked to this guy in a long time. And so I think I just basically just like jumped right into it. I was just like, I said, Jared, like, it's been a long time, man. Like, you know, I, I think I asked you for prayer. I was like, dude, honestly, like, I'm really struggling right now. Like, I really could use some prayer right now. And because I was struggling, like, just dating sites and all that. And, um, opened up to you. And then after sending you that Marco Polo, I think that's where it began. It did, yeah. Because I remember opening up Marco Polo that day. And I had probably a 15-minute message, like, waiting on me. And as I was listening to this message, um, I was just sitting there like, what the heck? But at this time, I didn't think, like, anything. I really didn't know what to make of it. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to touch on kind of what you opened up about, um, and but he opened up to me about some things that he was wrestling with and whatnot. And I remind you, I literally had no context of where Jared was. Like mm-hmm. I had no context of where he was at in life, uh, what he was doing, if he was dating anyone or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so you might just want to pick up yeah, right here. definitely. Well, first off, I'll start by saying some of the, the drawbacks to having multiple friends there's like I was saying, it's quality, it's quantity over quality. Yeah. So I was stuck in this mindset of, man, I have so many friends. I have, you know, all, and I don't say that to be prideful. It, it's not a glorious thing to have so many friends. Yeah. I had all these people, but no deep connections. And what that brought in my life was just a series of shallow interactions with people. If I'm brutally honest with myself, yeah. it's shallow interactions. Um. So what that what that does is you, I don't I didn't open up to anybody. I was a very closed off person because I knew all these people. I kind of deep down knew nobody really cared. So why am I going to open up? Mm-hmm. And through I think it took about maybe a couple weeks or a month. I don't remember the exact time frame, but I remember I was just in a very small way, um, in the grand scheme of things, in a small way. But in my life, it was a huge way. I opened up to Chad just about things I was struggling with. And for me, it was a huge step. And honestly, that just broke the chains. God knocked down the doors. And in that moment, God, Chad, and just so many things taught me what true friendship, brotherhood is. And that is being vulnerable with each other and being there to pick each other up. And that is biblical in the sense that God says two is better than one. He says if one stumbles, the other can be brought up by our friend. And in that moment, I saw that picture. And that even went as far to the point where it grew me closer to my now wife because I realized, like, man, there was breakthrough in this. 
Yeah. And I realized something so small, the enemy was keeping hidden. And I realized he had a foothold on my life. And I was giving him a, fo- a foothold, um, just keeping it secret. And once I exposed it, Chad, you didn't bust, you know, you didn't say, oh, you suck. You're a terrible person. Yeah, because you opened you? up about yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And I think I think you mentioned this. You, you're, you kind of had a fear of, like, me just being like, Bro, what the heck? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. And the enemy will, the more you keep something a secret, you know, the enemy will convince you that you're a terrible person. And if you tell, nobody could possibly ever think of you the same. Yeah. And once I opened up, it was like the Lord just said, ha, no, that's yeah. not how it works. When you reveal these things, a true brother in Christ is going to lift you out of it. You know, there might be some correction. There might be some, uh, yeah, what you did was wrong. But let's get out of this. Let's not stay in this place. Let's move. Let's get out, you know. So that, yeah. that was a huge turning point in my life and in our relationship. Yeah, and we we didn't know what would come of, like, this Marco Polo interaction. Like, honestly, it was like a ripple effect. The moment we you opened up to me, it was like, wow like he because at that moment i was like okay i need to like tone like tune in and really mm. hear what he's saying and respond and so when i responded i wasn't shocked just because i was like this isn't like because we always magnify our own difficulties more than mm-hmm. you know they more than other people it. would yeah. and so i was like man like what are you struggling with like i feel like it's very common you know and so so what I did is I pulled out a baseball bat. And I, <laughs> no, but I, I, I was like, listen, son. No, but I I, I tried to graciously respond to him because I haven't talked to him in a long time. And I, I think with friendships, that's so important too. And that's something we've learned over the past couple of years with biblically founded friendships Yeah, is you graciously interact with each other. And sometimes... Sometimes it's difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult. Because we've had many heated... Many. Like, I've called you out or you've called me out, and one of us is just, like, fuming. Yeah, and it just brings more tension. Yeah. Because, and you talked about this earlier, about how, like, the enemy wants to create a culture in which we um, have, like, a division in our friendships, and which reminds me of Proverbs 18.1 says... A man who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. Mm. He breaks out against all sound judgment. And so while the sound judgment part is like you and I both know truth, but because we know truth, if we're in that isolation mindset, even if we have tons of friends or even if we have a few select solid friendships, it's so easy to draw back from the things that are so important to open up about. Mm. And, and that's where kind of like our friendship came in hand is like, it is honestly, it was, it was a ripple effect and like he opened up, then I opened up and, and that's where the friendship began. Yeah. And so a few months go by and we met up with each other in person and it was kind of awkward at first because mm-hmm. we've been so used to talking on the screen for uh, a couple months. But I want to touch on just like the growth that we both experienced in the past couple of years and how friendship has impacted that. Mm. Now, I know for myself, I've been from the outside looking in, 
And I've seen Jared, it's been two years, I've seen Jared freed from uh, certain addictions. I've seen Jared uh, become more of a compassionate person. I've seen you uh, now grow to love your now wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, to where um, a couple of years ago, that really wasn't even on your radar. And, and that was something, honestly, I really wrestled with talking to you about because there was like a pushback at the beginning of uh, the friendship tour. I remember asking Jared, Jared, when do you plan on getting married? And I would kind of get this like, ah, I don't really want to talk about that. I, right now. I and it was exactly. difficult. And that's, yeah. but that's friendship. I mean, there is a sense of like, man, it's tough to talk truth to it friends. Is. And, and now you're like, you're like family. In a sense, mm-hmm. and as you know, and I know, talking to your family is so difficult. Yeah, like when there's like a sensitive topic that no one wants to talk about, mm-hmm. kind of like contemporary controversy. Yeah, ooh, <laughs> ooh. bring it on home. <laughs> <laughs> Can I touch on something really quick? Yes. Um, before we get into more of the controversial side of yeah. things, kind of how do you be a godly friend, all those things, I kind of want to just hit a, do a nice little home run, whatever you want to call it, to our story as friends. Yeah. And say, I, we kept talking about in our story that I was praying for a friend that God was going to yes. give me all throughout my college career. I was praying and praying. Um, and I remember one night. And by the uh, way, I was praying too. Yeah. Because I I had a, a good friend, best friend Nathan. Yeah. But I was also like, I don't have any friends here in Dallas. Like I feel I still feel like I'm lacking mm-hmm. like the best friend, like somebody who's yeah. talking regularly. Exactly. So we and were we both don't, friends. And we yeah. live apart. I live yeah. in Abilene, you live yeah. in Dallas, but it doesn't feel it at times. Exactly. But you know, we're both praying these things and I remember just distinctively one night I came home from work. I was working a night shift at the time and or a later shift, and man, I remember we talked on the phone, and I don't know how it was revealed, but it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Dude, and it yes. was it was like God saying, "Jared, you waited for a friend, you know." And, and I remember you kept praying. I never oh, it's got chills, I, <laughs> chills everywhere. <laughs> and, and I remember God just saying, "Like, I I listened to you, like, I, or not I listened to you, but I have this friend for you. Thanks for being patient." Chad is that friend and it was just like and I remember telling you that and it was one of the most satisfying moments because to be praying the second I graduated high school to be praying all throughout college for this and if if you you know anybody listening and and you've been praying for something for a while and it's been years I'm not gonna lie there there's points where you just give up yeah or at least for me I'm like you know, and there were points I was like, well, I guess it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Whatever. Thanks, God. Whatever. I'm moving on. But for him to be faithful in that yeah. and for you to be that friend that he, you know, that he gifted me. It was in the least. The it was, it was in the, one of those. God typically provides in ways that we don't expect. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we're praying for one thing. God bring a friend. And it's like he brings someone along. It's kind of like you would you and I both never thought like this would turn into like, like best friends in a yeah. sense no. to where like, we just thought like, ah, eh, like just another friend. Mm. But it's like the last thing I thought was like, 
I'm going to be like, because I call Jared, like, honestly, one of my best friends mm-hmm. now. And Same. he's top on the charts. I am one and of my so, best friends. Actually. <laughs> right? <laughs> so he's, like, top up there. And I have other people close in my life, but Jared is, like, definitely one of those ones that I highly respect. And I, I go to him for tons of things. Yeah. And so it was so unexpected. I never thought I would be, like, one of his best friends because I was his leader at one point. And so there was a sense in, like, I thought, well, I, like, you just, like, you're years apart. So you don't think that, like, they're going to influence you in that way. And Jared never in return. So it just came in a very unexpected way. Yeah. You know, and, and it was, I remember that phone call very well. Yeah, actually. no, I do, too. It was just such a blessing straight from God. Yeah. Well, awesome. Jared, I feel like we've touched a lot in today's podcast. Um, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, this is going to be a two-part episode. Uh, the first part was kind of more dealing with uh, kind of our friendship and our story. second part is kind of dealing with like how that has influenced our lives and how it can influence your lives. Thank you so much for joining in to the Contemporary Controversy podcast. We look forward to joining you for part two.